0: Well, friends, today I bring you greetings not only on behalf of my family and of myself, but on behalf of the California, Nevada, Hawaii District, who I have the pleasure of serving as the assistant to the president for President Mike Lang. So he says hello. Last week I was with President Mike Gibson. Some of you know him from years ago here at this place. He also sends his greetings, told him I would be here this week. He was excited. But I also bring you greetings on behalf of the 175 other congregations. Friends, we all know that during the pandemic and over the last couple years, it seems as though our churches have gotten smaller. Some who had any reason to walk away have now got their reason and have done so. Some still have not returned, and we wonder, will they ever be back? And so just like when you were sheltered in place and when you were isolated, churches are feeling the same way, and maybe you're feeling that way as well. I know pastors are. So it's my job and my joy to go around and meet different people from all over the district, all the way from Bakersfield up to the Oregon border, all of northern California. And yes, sometimes I have to go to the four islands that we have churches on in Hawaii. It's a rough job, but someone's got to do it. But friends, it's important that you realize that you're not alone. We have 175 congregations. We have 65 schools and preschools all teaching, believing, and confessing the same things that you do here at Mount Olive. And so on behalf of the brothers and sisters throughout the region, I bring greetings. Well, grace to you and peace from God our Father, through our risen Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. At the risk of my mother ever finding this, I'm going to change names in my next story. (laughs) My friend's mom... (laughs) No, my mother is someone who reminds me very much of Martha from our Gospel lesson. In fact, we couldn't have people over because the house was never clean enough. We sacrificed having relationships. And we sacrificed having good times. We sacrificed having nights because unless our house was up to a certain point which it never seemed to get, my mom wanted nobody walking through the threshold. We sacrificed relationships and fun and conversations and camaraderie because our house wasn't perfect enough maybe you can relate maybe you're one of those people that don't want others to see how you live on the inside I know my wife can get that way too but I have four little kids and it's a mess all the time (laughs) so sometimes we just say how close of friends are we how much do we care just have them over Send them around back. We'll just go to the outside. And then we never think about the fact that someone's eventually going to have to eat something or use the restroom. But friends, sometimes we get so caught up in the things of our lives. We get so caught up in the anxiety of the world that we miss out on opportunities. And that's the story we see with Mary and Martha. Martha sees Jesus on his way and invites them into the house. And Martha spends the entire time cleaning, and Mary just sits down at her feet, at the feet of the Lord, and listens to what's going on. And Martha's not happy about that. Martha thinks everyone should pitch in, Martha thinks everything should be good. If we're going to serve the Lord, let's serve the Lord properly, and that's an all hands on deck kind of experience. But there's Mary, avoiding the cleaning, avoiding the cooking. Avoiding the serving to sit at the feet of our Lord. And Jesus says, Martha, Martha, you're anxious and troubled about many things. But one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. As I looked at these two readings today, I saw two different servants, both suffering in their own ways. Martha, suffering for the sake of the Lord, to make sure he's taken care of and that he's tended to. And I also get to read about Paul as he writes to the Colossians, talking about how he's suffering for the sake of the church. Martha is a busy bee. Martha is working hard, trying to serve, but she's anxious. I think deep down my mom has some anxiety issues. (laughs) And so do I. And my guess is, so do you. And when we start getting anxious about things, we start trying to fill our time. Maybe it's binging on Netflix series. Maybe it's watching TV. Maybe it's going for runs and walks. We manifest our anxiety in all sorts of different ways, hoping to get ourselves out of the situation, out of our own head. And yet, if you've dealt with anxiety at any level before, you know it's almost all-consuming. And Martha filled with anxious thoughts, according to the Lord, tries to serve in the best possible way she can. Paul, the servant, the apostle, is a suffering servant as well. He's suffering for the sake of Christ. He's suffering and going all over the world and and striving and dealing with all sorts of calamities for the sake of the Gospel. He's a suffering servant, but in a good way. Maybe he has some anxiety, and the way he knows how to get rid of his anxiety is to go on the road and proclaim the good news of Jesus like he had been called and sent to do. Paul famously talks about the afflictions of the sufferings he has in 2 Corinthians. This is a list that I would not want to have happen to myself or my children or to any of you, but Paul says, here's the deal, I'm suffering for the sake of the gospel. And so people are saying, is Paul really a good apostle? Is he really a good guy? And friends, Paul takes things a little personal in his second letter to the Corinthians. To my shame, I must say, we are too weak for that. But whoever else dares to boast of, and I'm speaking like a fool, Paul says, I also dare to boast of that. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they offsprings of Abraham? So am I. Are they servants of Christ? I'm a better one. I'm talking like a madman. I'm a better one with far greater labors, far more imprisonments, and countless beatings, often near death. Five times I received at the hands of the Jews the forty lashes less one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I was adrift at sea. On frequent journeys in danger from rivers, danger from robbers, I am not weak. Who is made to fall and I am not indignant? If I must boast, I will boast of the things that show my weakness. The God and Father of the Lord Jesus, He who is blessed forever, knows that I am not lying. Paul, a suffering servant, concerned about the anxieties not only of himself but of the entire church in the world at this time, follows our Lord, fixes his eyes upon the cross of Jesus, the mystery and the riches which has now been shown to the church. Paul goes, and suffers for the sake of the gospel. Martha suffered, but not in a good way. Martha's brother Lazarus will famously be brought back to life shortly. She had things to worry about. She was anxious. And just in a few minutes, maybe a few days, not sure on the timeline here, she will get to witness one of the greatest miracles of all time when Lazarus is brought back to life from death. Paul has got to witness Christ being brought back to life from death. And friends, Paul is convinced that if Christ is really risen from the dead, then his job is simply to go out and proclaim the good news of Jesus to everyone, no matter at whatever cost comes his way. And that's the world we live in. I already told you, I have some anxiety. It comes from my mother. And yet I know Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Easter people, I like it. Do you believe it? Because <laughs> if we believe it, we go on suffering. Suffering. We go on making sure we extend every opportunity we have to our neighbors and friends who do not know Jesus. And it comes at a cost. But friends, I'd rather have the better portion like Mary and sit at the feet of Jesus, being obedient to what He calls us to do, to proclaim the good news to the lost, to seek and to save the lost. The house can take care of itself. We have a world out there of people who need to know who Jesus is. And that world has come to us here in Milpitas, in the Bay Area, in California, in America. People from all over the world have gathered here, in your backyard. And they're living without hope and help that the world simply cannot provide for them. And you're living with an Easter hope, one that brings the good news of Jesus to people who need to hear it. There's a cost. There's a cost for following Jesus. I don't know how these TV preachers get away with it, but they're trying to convince people that when you know Jesus, you're going to be blessed and get big cars and big houses. I read the New Testament. You know what it says? You think life was tough before? Wait till you know Jesus. And wait till you proclaim Him as Lord. Because your family's going to turn on you and people are going to think you're a fool. We see in the example of Paul, there'll be costs to pay. They may even take your life. But take heart. For your reward is not in this world. Your reward is with the King, the Creator of the universe, the Savior of this world. Friends, that's why we suffer. We suffer in this world because we've been asked to do so. We suffer in this world because we're obedient to the call that Jesus has placed on our lives as we go to proclaim the good news and make disciples of all nations. Do we have to tidy things up once in a while? Yes. Do we have to serve our neighbors? Yes. But we don't serve to make ourselves look good. And we don't serve to make sure that we're glorified. We serve our neighbors and we serve our Lord by being obedient, sitting at his feet, and reaching out to help for the sake of others so that they too can may have the same Easter joy that you have. Martha's going to get a glimpse of it shortly. I think it's going to change her life. But friend, she's going to get a glimpse of it eternally because she was around to watch Jesus hang on a cross and rise again. It's a mystery that you know. It's a mystery that Paul knows. It's a mystery that unites us as we go forward proclaiming the good news of Jesus to a world who needs it. Friends, we are suffering servants. And I pray your suffering is not too terrible. But I pray that even if it gets to the worst, you understand your reward is not here. Your inheritance is set for you in heaven with our Father. It's in his name and for the sake of Jesus' suffering, I pray. Amen.